0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I am your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Chuck Nally. Hello. Josh Barnett. Hi. Trey Elliott. Yo. Yeah. It is time. It's time for what you're watching. We got a lot. Let's do this. Uh, new shows, Keeper Cut. Just one, and it's a big one. Uh, they first... Uh, I would say the first major uh, original from HBO Max uh, is sci-fi epic Raised by Wolves uh, from Ridley Scott. Um, We've seen trailers for it. It looked really weird. Turns out it's really fucking weird. Yeah. (laughs) Who all has seen this? Not me. I did. Uh, All right. Well, Josh... What did what, you think?
1: What the fuck is this show?
0: I don't know. I have no fucking clue what's happening. It's so weird. There's uh, two
1: androids, mother and father. They've never met each other before. It's the, the humanity is at the end of their existence, and there's a bunch of different religious cults. Uh, the androids were created by atheists who sent them to a far distant planet to use 12 embryos to try and repopulate a new planet built only of atheists. Um, and then religious zealots or religious crusaders from space show up and mother gets angry and fucking banshees them all. And like
0: fucking murder machine out of nowhere. You don't see it coming. The first time she yelled, that guy's face explodes, and it's insane. I came out of my seat because I was bored to tears before that, and then I all of a sudden got someone's face exploding, and I yelled, oh, shit, and woke up my daughter.
1: Yeah, this like essentially this show is watch five kids die, and then one kid witnesses his robot mother literally yell people into blobs of blood.
0: Evidently, she's known as like an. I watched the preview for episode two, and she's what's known was known in the war back on Earth as a necromancer, and she's just a atheist android murder machine.
1: Which I find interesting because she definitely t poses a whole lot at the end of that show when she turns into a weird golden robot machine who flies in a Christ pose. (laughs) The show is weird, man. I don't know yeah, if so I'll continue, but I don't know if I will but i do not know if i can not continue it.
0: The first 30 minutes, I was like, I don't think this is for me. Like, the production value is insane, but, man, this is slow. And, man, some of the dialogue is not great. And, oh, God, that guy's face just melted. I'm in. So no. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching a little bit. Because uh, then when she goes on the spaceship and she's just starts literally just Exploding people. Like, she becomes super banshee from the X-Men and murders the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and then kidnaps a bunch of kids because she's going to raise them atheists. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so great. It's stupid and great, but, like, the more I think about it... And I want to know what those worms look like. There's some damn giant wormholes in this, in this planet.
0: It's so weird, man. <laughs> but I guess... War Media was like, yeah, give them $200 million. Why not? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, out of sheer morbid curiosity, I'm going to keep... I, it's a keep for me, and I don't really want it to be, but it is.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and watch the second episode probably tonight before I go to bed and uh, see what I think of it.
0: Uh, yeah, they released... Three. Uh, It's the old release three, and then it's a weekly release after that. I think I'm going to definitely watch the first three and then see how I feel about it. I don't know. I'm guessing ten episodes probably for the whole season, but holy shit, that was weird.
1: What if it's like 50 episodes? What if they're just like, fuck you, we're never going to let this go for the first season, and it just keeps going?
0: I mean, then HBO has way more money than I thought they did.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Ridley Scott's a weird dude, man.
0: Yeah, man. This did feel more classic Ridley Scott, and evidently this his son also directs several episodes, so that's a thing.
1: It still felt a little Prometheus for me.
0: It's no near as good as Prometheus.
1: I kind of like it better than Prometheus.
0: Most people probably do. I really like Prometheus.
1: So. The guy with the map. Uh, Lost in this one.
0: Can you let that part go for love of God? <laughs> um returning show premieres. Uh Chuck, did you watch Lucifer? I did not. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that then, because I think you're the only one still watching that show. That show's great. Uh, uh. Uh, the Boys, Season 2, episode. they also released three episodes, and then people are review-bombing it because they're really mad that all the episodes didn't come out at once this year.
2: It is, it is probably bad form to change it mid-show. Like, I don't mind the three-episode drop in general, but if you drop your first season all at once, people are going to assume you're going to do it again.
0: Yeah, but do you? Can, does that make you angry enough to go give the score a zero online? No, but I'm not a fucking asshole.
2: <laughs> mm. That's well, well, not that type of fucking asshole anyway.
0: <laughs> not an online asshole. Yeah,
2: yeah. He <laughs> says those
1: words in reverse. Let's be honest. <laughs> if only, Josh.
0: Um. Did anyone else watch the premiere? I did. I wasn't um, virtually
1: What is going on?
0: <laughs> what bizarre world are we living in where Josh <laughs> has watched things and you guys haven't? Uh, Don't worry, it
1: stops after this.
0: Probably. I know. Uh, Josh has had his week in the sun. Uh good on you, Josh. I'm proud of you, buddy. What'd you think of the boys season two, episode one? And I get Chuck, you I think you both like this show, so let's we'll try not to Spoil the story too much. I, I didn't. Uh,
3: I didn't the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it with Kristen, I really liked
1: it. And I was like, "Why didn't I like this show the first time?" <laughs> yeah, this show is certainly more of the boys. Um, I it gets more gory. I don't know what the fuck Boone is talking about.
0: Okay, I, it's the it's the exact fucking same show. A, a
1: woman who literally face sits a man's head into jelly in the first season. I don't know how it gets more gory. <laughs> I mean, she does. Is, even before that, they stick um,
3: dynamite up some invisible dude's ass and explode him in a small room.
2: Yeah. Our moment of the year for TV Awards is definitely coming from that show, right? It's possible. That, that man's head, when she sat on
1: it, looked like what happens. Like You've seen the videos with the watermelons when they just put more and more rubber bands on it and then finally it just pops? <laughs> That's what a human head looked like in the first season. This one, it was just a guy cutting an arm off. I don't know what the fuck Boone is talking about
0: it's not more gory it's just the same level and not even as bad yet it really uh, is. it's good i like this show i like where they're going they're all living underground uh, from where where season one ended
1: uh, i forgot that dude's name was mother's milk
0: <laughs> yep uh the show's weird, man, uh, but it's, it's still a cool take on, like, corporate superheroes. Uh, the world is going to find out this season that they weren't born superheroes, that the Compound V that we saw in the first season is making them. Um, evidently, we're this season's going to explore more of, and I forget his name, but the black superhero. Um, A-Train? That's kinda, no, the one that's like a Black Panther ripoff. He's dressed in all black. You can't see his face.
3: Oh, he's black?
0: I Supposedly, they call him the black something, and I assumed that it was a black guy underneath. Maybe not, but he is dressed all in black, so who knows. Uh, the the it, opening part of the season is really cool. Like, super villains are starting to exist in the world, um, and that's part of the storyline, but they send uh, that dude in, um, and he just, like, murders a terrorist compound completely. It's it's really fucking badass.
1: Well, they also... I mean, uh, that guy... Um... He was in season one. The terrorist was.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, he is.
1: Black noir.
3: He is
0: a yeah. black noir. There you There's he, more... There's more supervillains. That's like part of the story is what I'm saying. Like, they're uh, bringing in, like, a swath of supervillains.
3: Is it weird that black noir is just black
0: black? <laughs> um. it's, it's not not weird.
1: Evan, I, I believe the preferred term is super terrorists.
0: I did enjoy the focus group quite a bit. The focus uh, group in,
1: apparently, focus groups in TV shows are always great. Um, but I also, was Mr. Edgar part of the first season? I don't remember.
0: No. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who is like the head of the company, that, yeah. him, he, he wasn't in the first season. Uh, but he's going to be t- playing a major role in season two. That guy's in everything
1: now. And, and he's just awesome, intimidating man. in everything. Like, looking at him normally, you wouldn't think that he is. But, man, he plays just a badass dude who apparently is never afraid of anything.
0: No, Rest in no, peace, he,
1: Revolution season two.
0: You're damn right. He played uh, He played Gus Spring in Breaking Bad. And, like, since then, everybody was like, yep, you play that in everything now.
1: Should we (laughs) never be (laughs) an utter asshole? Okay, that's the guy.
0: Far Cry 6. You're you're so good at that. You will do that in everything. Anyways. Yeah, it's not... There's no, like, weird departure or advancement of the show. If you like season one of The Boys, so far, it's just more of the same. And continuing the story, it's good. Homelander is... Scary Superman, and it's pretty cool. I like it. Oh, he does have one scene that made me oh, really uncomfortable, though. Oh, man. I forgot about that until just now. Yep. The, re- the refrigerator, Josh. In the office.
1: Uh-huh. Why can I not remember?
0: It's just him slurping and, like, tongue-fucking bottles of breast milk from a dead lady. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that spoiler out there. It is really, really uncomfortable for me to watch. I don't know why that bothered me so bad, but man, it was I was like, oh god.
1: I also went the entire first season without realizing who it was that plays Maeve, and I'm kind of embarrassed now. Okay. That's Elizabeth's shoe. Yeah. I did not know that.
3: No, that's not Queen Maeve, that's um, that's the lady who,
1: yeah, um, she's the, what's his she name, uh, Homelander is in love with. You're right, you're right, not, not Maeve, i got the names mixed up, but yeah, I, I had no idea, I, I don't know why I didn't recognize her.
0: Yep, that's Elizabeth Shue. Who is it else that you can't, oh, it's Naomi Watts.
1: <laughs> Naomi
0: Watts is in the show.
1: <laughs> Naomi Watts doesn't exist.
0: Uh yeah, so if you like season one, watch the boys season two. It's it's good. Uh, let's see. Oh, went to the wrong list. Uh, finished shows. Let's. Uh, this is gonna be me and Trey talking for a lot. We're gonna rotate in in between some stuff here. Um, fuck. We're gonna get We're gonna do it first because of importance. Wise, it's always number one. And because I'm sure Josh and Chuck just want it to be over with. I can't hear you. Try the
2: phone on Riverdale. I'm
0: sorry. What? Yeah, Riverdale. Future number one show of the podcast once Josh watches it and gets on board. Damn straight.
1: I hate to break the bad news to you, but I don't foresee that happening.
2: Man, you're Uh, such
1: an asshole. Oh, no, I'm going to watch it. 100%. Okay,
2: okay. I made the promise, and I'm going to... I'm going fucking watch five seasons of The Magician. Not that it wasn't wonderful, but... Hey, you're welcome. Um, I'll be saying the same when you fucking watch Riverdale. So, mm.
0: no. <laughs> Trey, it's, thought on Riverdale season four?
2: Um, I don't know that you could have said it any better. Early on, we were talking about it. This is the most unrealistic show that has ever existed, and I am including all genres, including science fiction.
0: You're correct. Raised by Wolves is way more plausible than (laughs)
2: us. Never before have this many high school students held this many simultaneous jobs that even adults really don't have. (laughs) Owning a secret speakeasy, um, there are multiple gangs,
0: (laughs) There's always a gang. And gangs are a good thing in Riverdale.
2: Uh,
0: Gangs are a force for good. This year we worked
2: with FBI. There's cults. (laughs) It's got everything. There's nothing missing.
0: I've chatted down a list of the most ridiculous storylines that we went through this year. I mean, the number one... So we're following... It was teased at the end of last year... We're following the death of Jughead, uh, one of the main characters and the whole show. And let's be honest, we all know, spoilers, if you haven't seen Riverdale, uh, season four. But we all know Jughead doesn't really die. Like, we know that going in. But it's still being teased throughout most of the season. Like, at the end of the episode, it cuts forward to after Jughead's death until we finally catch up with that episode. He gets invited to this elite prep school just out of nowhere on the back of this short story that we've never heard of that he wrote. And he goes and it's like a (laughs) fucking the most, it's like the Yale of high schools and he, they are evidently have their own, like it's called, what is it called? The something Uh, brothers. Stonebrook. No, the, no, the school is called the the book, uh, Baxter brothers. Oh, yeah, that's
2: that's right
0: hardy boys um, yep. and so they're competing to be the ghost writer for this major book series for high school kids um everything at stonewall is just wonderful all the preppy kids are just the right kind of terrible um archie is completely running a community center um and he is at night going out and being a real-life vigilante.
2: <laughs> I forgot that was the season. That seems
0: like so long ago. Charles is a thing still who came out of nowhere it was Betty's brother who's in the FBI, who, because of COVID, we didn't get the last three episodes, of which I had to be about the fact that earlier, in like middle of the season, they reveal that he's evilly plotting with Chick from last year and he's in love in this gay relationship with this murderer that is trying to overthrow the Cooper family. <laughs> and then, but the rest of the season, he's a normal FBI agent and I don't know why. Um, he's playing the long game. There's videotapes of just people's houses that randomly appear in episodes throughout the year that we don't get an answer to because of COVID. Uh, The aforementioned speakeasy, uh, which is in the the old brothel that was at uh, (laughs) Thornhill. Uh, Thornhill being the ancestral home of the Blossoms, who... In this season uh, has the returning uh, matriarch of the family who uh, was a murderer last season and has been hiding in the walls trying to convince Cheryl she's crazy. Um, <laughs> all while Cheryl has her exhumed dead brother sitting downstairs of who she just talks to like it's normal. Uh... Yeah, and then they open up a speakeasy uh, because she's now partners with Veronica, who is a 17-year-old who is in a crime war with her father and is (laughs) now making a competing uh, rum business. Because why not?
2: You gotta have that maple rum. (laughs)
0: Uh, What else was there? Uh, Oh, there is a secret... (laughs) Half of Riverdale High School is involved in underground tickling websites. (laughs) I
2: forgot about that, too. Oh, man. There's so much.
0: There's the beginning of the episode where the farm story is kind of wrapped up, where Edgar gets up in an evil evil outfit and is trying to blast off from the roof of a hospital in a getaway, and he just gets unceremoniously (laughs) shot which leads to Betty may or may not be hypnotized and controlled by keywords for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, damn it. I, mean, I what the love Oh, Mr. Honey, who is like conveyed to be evil the entire time, but really I was like, I was glad they addressed it in Jughead's recommendation letter. I'm like, these kids are horrible, and he's the only kind of reasonable adult in the entire town.
2: <laughs> he really is. All the other parents are just absolute enablers. Yes. Like one of the. Jughead's dad is the fucking sheriff. Wait, wait. Gang leader
0: and sheriff.
2: That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot he leads to the serpents.
0: He gets in some vigilante justice, puts on that the serpent's jacket, and talks about how damn good that felt.
2: <laughs> but what happened to the the principal? I don't remember the the conclusion of that.
0: They get him. Uh, they they get him kicked out. I forget how they get it. They fantasize ways to kill him. Like the I last
2: episode, that. they
0: torture. Yeah, it wasn't intended to be the final episode because there's supposed to be, I think, three or four more after that in which we were supposed to get, I'm pretty sure, the conclusion of the Charles storyline as well as the videotapes, um, which is mm. probably Charles. Uh, but, yeah, so I forget what they did to game Like, he was going to be forced out. Uh, oh, he knew about the videotapes. Or he made one of the fake videotapes, like, to yeah, try Yeah, he,
2: he created out. one. That's right.
0: Um. But it turns out he like okie-dokie, he's the new leader of Stonewall Prep instead, and he's making triple his salary.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: I remember now. Yeah. So he's still a thing, um, but he's just not there. I'm Um, sure they'll wrap
2: that up in the last three as well, or first three, I guess, of the next season now.
0: They handled uh, what happened um, uh, with Archie's dad really well. Um, the tribute episode that they added in at the beginning was really good, and then storyline, yep. they wrote it in well. Um, that was oh, the Oh, yeah, most... he crazy
2: uncle who... <laughs> you reminded me about it because of his dad. For like three episodes, he had that crazy uncle who you thought was cool, but then it turned out was like a fucking mercenary and was trying to be assassinated by other mercenaries.
0: Yeah, and he gave... <laughs> performance-enhancing drugs to a black kid so he can get a scholarship to Notre Dame. Oh, shit. I
2: forgot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a ride.
0: What, what I'm going, going it's is, is the greatest thing hmm. going in TV. It's so awesome. Drop your pretentious thoughts, Josh, and just enjoy the ride. It's so awesome ridiculous and amazing every episode you're gonna just look at it and be like what the fuck is happening uh in the best way it's my favorite time of the year when me and trey watch this because it just gets vague texts because we don't know where each other's at as it leads up to us just freaking out over riverdale and it's <laughs> the best every year and i hope this show lasts for 40 seasons
2: that is correct all that checks
0: out, uh, and as always, the musical episode delivered.
2: Yeah, did I need? To, I didn't end up watching that musical, but um, I definitely want to now. I'd never heard of that musical.
0: I hadn't either. I hadn't either. It's really it's it was the episode was really well done though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's mix in something else that other people can talk about. Hey, I think Chuck. I think you watched this. Um and I've been this is my show I've been going through with Jayla. Um, I've been watching Shits Creek uh lately. Don't you watch Shits Creek?
3: I do. I am caught up through not the final season cuz it's not on Netflix yet, but all the other seasons.
0: Mm. Yeah, me too. Well, I didn't see every episode. It's one of those things where Jayla goes in and that's like her thing she watches when uh at night. So I see mm. I see like mo- I've probably seen like 65 70 percent of the episodes, but enough to like be concurrent on what's going on and to appreciate the show. Um, that show is really good, man.
3: Yeah, I like it a lot. I um, it was a it was a slow burn for me at first, and I almost gave up on it. And then because I, I do not like Chris Elliott, and he's in a lot of the very first few episodes.
1: Cabin um, Boys, Chris Elliott, you don't like?
3: No, I've never enjoyed his 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 comedy stylings. Uh, But anyway, um, and then I just started to appreciate the writing, and then um, Dan Levy is a fucking treasure, man. I love that kid.
0: Uh, David, you talking about? Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's easily the best character on the show. They've also done a nice arc with the daughter, uh, who I just could not stand, and I'm pretty sure that was by design for, like, the first couple of seasons, but, like... Her annoying Valley Girl voice still grates on me, but she's like legitimately grown as a person, uh, as her character, to be like at least as decent a human being as she can. Uh, I think they all have, really. Yeah, they have. I just feel like she was the most drastic change. Uh, but David is easily the backbone of the show. He's really good. And then, then that fifth season. Uh, a couple of nights ago, we just saw the episode where uh, the guy that he's seriously dating, um, he's going to throw a surprise party for him. Um, and uh, his parents didn't know that he was gay and he <laughs> Eugene Levy accidentally out him. And then it kind of it's a funny episode, but it's also they do a good job of hitting certain episodes in certain moments. Uh, uh, they nail kind of. The poignant and like gravity moments and kind of hit you in the fields. They did a really that episode was like really, really well done.
3: Uh I like that one and I like the one where he um he asked David to marry him like out on the cliff and made me tear up pretty hard. So that it, it it's a really good show. It's well thought out. Um and it does like you said, um, about Alexa's uh character growth, they all grow uh man moira is so funny like her um the way she says baby every time it makes me laugh so hard <laughs> uh and then like her constant wig ch- wig changes are just fucking awesome
0: yeah you're correct that show is really good like i knew obviously it had to be good because it gets nominated every year in the past couple of years but uh I'm actually excited for season six to be on Netflix. I look forward to finishing that show.
3: It's Spoiler alert, it's going to win a lot of Emmys.
0: I think so, too. I think it will. Um, it's been really, really uh, critically acclaimed lately. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about? Uh, has anyone seen uh, For All Mankind? No, tell us about it. Uh, is anyone going to watch For All Mankind? Maybe. Tell us about it. I keep
1: being charged for Apple TV, so... It's, like, so
3: (laughs) fucking hard to watch. Put it on Xbox or something. I can't even fucking Chromecast it. It's so stupid. It's real bad.
0: I agree. There's a lot of streaming apps to that problem right now. HBO Max and Peacock, me and Trey were talking about that. Still not on a lot of devices. Uh, But Apple TV also certainly that way. Luckily, it's on my, it's on I have Amazon fire sticks and uh, in uh, two of my main rooms and both of them have uh, the Apple TV plus app uh, so i have been watching a lot Jayla's been watching it with me um, and we're gonna talk about another Apple show here in a minute uh, but I watched for all mankind um, it was probably my most anticipated uh, of all the originals that they showed um, it, it ended up being so far it's probably my second favorite. Of the ones i've seen um but it's really good uh the production values are good but it is uh it continues to be kind of a slow burn but as someone that's like obsessed with space and, and i really like alternate history stuff um it's good i think in jo- i think i remember i think me and josh and i think you as well chuck we talking about when it first came out we thought it was more going to be like how a little more radical in how the space race changed after Russia beats us to the moon in this universe. Um, and it does change things, but it is on a smaller scale. It becomes way more, um, about, uh, uh, well, for one, I think in this universe Nixon doesn't get impeached, but then also, uh, Uh, it becomes way more about militarizing the moon and getting women in space. Mm -hmm. So in this world, like women are way more women astronauts at the time. Um, a big part of the storyline revolves around the crew of women astronauts that are training. Um, and then they, us and Russia, uh, both end up with, um, bases on the moon and they're looking for ice. Uh, and to use the um, moon as a way station to uh, further exploration into uh, the universe. And it's really compelling. It's just different than what I thought. And it's a little slower, but it is extremely well made. Um, suddenly, his name has left me the star of the show, who I really enjoy, uh, who's in the Suicide Squad. Someone helped me. He was in Altered Carbon anyone? Kinnaman? Yes, Joel Kinnaman. Thank you. Oh, really possessed. enjoy him. Josh uh, likes the other his cinnamon, cinnamon. <laughs> The other male lead is the lead from, uh, from that was in the Free For All Beloved show, Patriot. Um, he plays oh, yeah. the other male lead. And, Michael and he is really, yeah, he's the Yeah, uh, he's the other guy and he's very good in this show. Um... All around, it's really good, and I really like what it's setting up for future seasons. Uh, it is a little slow, though, um, but uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It's not going to be a top ten show for me or anything, but it may have some minor category uh, nominations for it. Uh, and it's just beautifully shot. And I think if you're bored, it's something to watch, and it's something that's easy to watch with your spouse. Although, there is... Spoilers, there's one episode as a parent that's, like, super hard to watch. Like, Jayla started, like, sobbing. Uh, dealing, obviously, with kids. Uh, and I'll, that's all I'll say. Because um, there's a the big, like, is something going to happen or not? And it is not easy to watch. Uh, anyways, uh, it is a good show, and I do recommend it. Um, let's talk... We'll come back to the other Apple show. Let's talk. I know it's been a while for you guys, but Trey and Chuck, I'm pretty sure you both, didn't you guys both finish The Outsider a long time ago?
3: Yeah, like right yeah. when it first ended.
0: I just watched it. <laughs> I had, I watched the premiere back then and have never watched it again, and I watched the whole thing in like the past three days. Uh, that show is awesome.
3: It's very good.
2: Yeah, it's really really good um it actually got me to check out the book afterwards the book is also fucking fantastic uh,
0: stephen uh king joint. yes um i enjoy the i mean just the world of it feels very stephen king i was so engaged throughout this whole show the acting is very good I do like, uh, Holly Gibney is a char- Stephen King character, and they are making The Outsider Season 2, and it, where it's just going to follow uh, the Holly Gibney character, uh, on, uh, and it, she'll be going on other Stephen King-adjacent romps, um, but man, the show was good, uh, I remember loving the premiere back in January, and then it just got lost in the shuffle of all the TV that came out, um, but... This show's a legit top 10 contender for me, man. I was engaged through every fucking episode of this. I like the mystery of it. I like the supernatural element. I love uh, all of the uh, the mystery of what all was going on and like who uh, the outsider was and the lore of it. Um, and then the final episode, the opening shootout is awesome.
3: That dude got his head blown off.
0: Yeah, he did, and that one dude got blown the fuck up. <laughs> God, man, that was—it some of that was brutal. And the hardest part of that show is the very first part of the first episode with obviously dead kids. Not great, uh, but they go. Brutal on that, but um, the rest of that, that show was was sneakily well acted. I uh, Ben Middleson is so good, and it was nice seeing him play a good guy for once, because I also feel he's someone that almost always plays an asshole bad guy. Um, yep. I really enjoyed him as, like, the skeptical mm-hmm. cop that was, like, learning to uh come to grips with, like, this supernatural story.
3: He was still an asshole. Just, like, he was the... One of the tropes that mm-hmm. I'm not super
0: happy with
3: is... um like the skeptic um like no matter what he sees like no 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 it didn't happen no i was tired or something like that so the, the middle part of this of this show like irritated me sometimes with that um i was just like dude you just fucking saw it like it happened right in front of your eyes what are you what are you talking about like just you're holding things up. It just felt like um, I don't know. That's just a, that's just a trope that I don't like. But um, and it, and it Wait, was a little slow it, in the middle would too.
0: Be, would you not Especially be that way in real life? Like in a world where we don't, where we really think that supernatural doesn't exist, wouldn't you try to rationalize it?
3: Maybe. Um, it just it depends on if I see it. Like I've never seen that before. I don't know how I would react. I mean, I've seen like things in the sky that make me think it was a UFO before. Okay? I wasn't like, no, 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 I want a UFO. I was like, holy shit, I just saw a UFO. So I don't know. Alright, so clearly we're we're coming in at different wavelengths here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just thought the like the middle part of this show was was a little on the slow side. Uh, there were some, some tense moments, but um overall I I, I liked the show and I'm glad it got a second uh, season especially where everything wound up at the end but um, yeah it, it, it was I'm not nearly as high as, as on on it as you are
0: I, I mean that's fair and I can see what you're saying about the middle it just didn't hit me the same way because I liked the investigation part of the show so much and like what Holly was like where she was tracing back. Like what all the monster I liked all that a lot, but I could see how that would be not as engaging if it's not if that part particular doesn't hit you, then there's not a whole lot to interest you uh, outside. Sorry. sorry.
2: Sorry. That was my favorite part of the show was the investigation stuff. I mean it is all awesome, but
3: that's because you're a procedural junkie. Well you're like, aha my time's come. <laughs> Let's get over with this Supernatural bullshit. Worlds collide. <laughs> I want to see him fill out Seedals. paperwork.
0: Uh, uh, i got to watch Castle Rock Season 2. Everyone says it's, it's way better than Season 1, and I like Season 1.
3: Go ahead, let me know how it works out. I
0: know. <laughs> this That's the only reason I ha- no one else is going to watch it. And I'm like, what's the point? Uh, let's see uh oh Trey let's talk about uh the morning show
2: yeah the morning show that show turned out to be way better than I thought
0: I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment I watched the premiere it was easily the most promoted of the new Apple shows um huge cast um it's since been nominated for an Emmy Uh, I think it got nominated for a Golden Globe when it came out um Several actors nominated for Emmys. Um, And the first episode um, is good, but it felt forced at times and a bit ham fisted in what they were doing. It was so on the nose with everything. Um, If you don't know, the morning show is about a little like it's basically a.
3: Matt Lauer.
0: Yeah, Matt Lauer and the Today Show. Um with Steve Carell playing the Matt Lauer character. And uh I didn't know how I'd feel about it. J-Lo wanted to watch it, and I ended up watching it, and I ended up like I legit love the show. It's at least I don't know if it's top ten, but it's at least on my short list to to look at. Um the acting ended up being very good. Um there are things wrong with it and number one of those is Jennifer Anderson, because she's not a great actress, and her character in this is... Do we have the worst on TV, or is that just the movie show? No, it's TV. Okay. (laughs) Shoo-in. It's
3: always women, though, so I feel like bad.
0: I'll find... I will get some representation for the shitty dudes out there. But Jennifer Aniston is the leader in the clubhouse, man. Oh, God, she's so bad in this show. And the fact that she's nominated, like, her character's hateable, and that influences me a little bit, but I also just didn't. Did you think her acting was stellar, Trey? No, it's
2: its not, like, atrocious or anything. It's not offensive. It's just, um, especially in the company she's keeping in the show, um, she just really doesn't hang Like, it's noticeable that she's not as talented as the rest of the folks. Which, to be fair, her character is also playing somebody that maybe has a bit of a higher opinion of themselves than they ought to.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. I just... It was weird because the two main leads of this show are her and Reese Witherspoon. And they're easily... Reese Witherspoon's better than Jennifer Aniston, by a mile in this but the bottom two for me and I feel where this show shined was like all of its supporting cast is the characters are extremely well written and they the acting is like really fucking good and the whole the writing for the show I mean it hits a stride and it gets way more nuanced and like comes at it from different angles and really like Honestly, I had some ways that helped me understand, like, where I had questions on, uh, like, some of the stuff that went on with the Me Too movement. Like, as a guy that some stuff I just didn't understand, I legit, like, felt like they asked some hard questions and then gave what their opinion of the answers are, and I, I liked that. But, like, uh, Billy Crudup in the show is fucking awesome. Uh, his character's great and he acts his ass off and I would love the fact that he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Emmys um, and then as well um, Martin Duplass, uh of the League fame but even though he's done a shit ton of stuff since then uh, is probably the other closest to him and he also nominated for uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor and I love it because they were both so fucking good in this show man
2: yeah, they're they're easily the standouts. I will say, Reese Witherspoon, uh, not like the best, but she's again noticeably better than Jennifer Aniston when those two are on on screen together.
0: I just don't like every time Bradley does like the the two like where she just goes off yelling at everybody like it's she does that multiple times. I'm like, all right, j- just stop <laughs> it. In the real world, your ass is getting fired. Um. Well, I, I overall, I really, I really fucking enjoyed it, man. Steve Carell was very good and hateable in a way I didn't think he could be. It was really good acting. Like he's um, a real fucker <laughs> this show. Yeah, he is quite. Literally.
2: Uh, say what? I said like, quite literally.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, overall, like it is very worthwhile watching uh in my in my opinion like i i kind of get it now where it, where it got where uh its recognition is coming from the finale of this is one of the better episodes of tv of this year um it is emotional it's a little bit unpredictable and where it goes and crazy and i mean there is some really insanely good acting um the black girl the speech she gives to uh Bradley at the beginning, of the finale is so good. You were talking, me and you were texting about that the other day, Trey.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. the um, the book,
0: bu- like the lead Booker or whatever. I forget her yeah, name. I do too. Um, yeah, there's some big moments, and then like the big reveal, and like what happens in the studio at the end of the show. Man, it, like it's good, and I'm yeah. really interested to see where they go from here. Um, I wouldn't have hated if this was a one season show. Because I don't really know where they go from here, um, but the way they ended it doesn't seem like that's the plan. No, oh no, there there, there is a hundred percent season two coming, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know, but turn it was a nice surprise after seeing the after seeing the pilot. I was not like keen on finishing this and then Jayla wanted to watch it and I'm really glad I did. I, I like the show quite a bit and I would uh, uh, recommend that uh, to anyone. Especially if you have a spouse. It's a good one to watch uh, with your significant other. I yeah, uh, watched
2: the majority of it. I think she missed like two episodes, but
0: <clears>
2: she liked it quite a bit too.
0: Uh, let's talk some movies. Josh. Uh, uh, I was going to say without spoilers but I think we've all seen the animated version of Mulan uh, so I guess you can just tell me about Mulan
1: um okay I mean spoilers are going to be important I guess well not actually important but like this is not the animated Mulan
3: yeah it's significantly different just from the villains yeah
1: um this movie fucking sucks (laughs) <laughs> I straight up hate this movie um, I was really looking forward to it I liked the songs and stuff and I was sad they got rid of that and like some of the ideology behind it like I, I, I genuinely thought that I would end up making that movie just as a whole um, it starts off the most frustratingly ridiculous bullshit possible like it is turn instead of so, like this actual good empowerment, you know, important movie about uh, you know, changing the process behind, you know, the people's republic of China or China generally at that point, I guess, obviously. And like, you know, the women aren't going do anything and they have only one role and, you know, the whole honor base and everything else. And they just turned into this really bad, shitty, magic-based uh, wire-foo movie with interesting and boring choreography. Um, like, if you're going to do a wuxia movie in, like, the Donnie Yen or the Jet Li two people who are in this movie, by the way, style, I expect you to have good choreography. I expect the stuff that you're doing to look good. And you nothing about it looks good, in my opinion. Uh, Jet Li is dubbed over as the Emperor, for some reason, and with a really bad voice. Um, he just spends the entire movie being, like, weirdly, like, he just sits on this giant fucking throne and does nothing and then shows up toward the end and attacks people with drapes. um, Magic drapes that he, like, controls his magic chi that apparently is in this world that is basically the force from Star Wars. Like, nothing about this movie is entertaining to me. I, I truly did not enjoy a second of it. The first five minutes of the movie are, like, young Mulan, who is apparently, like, a, f- a fucking menace to her village um, in a way that doesn't make any sense. But basically, she is um, like she's just running around trying to like herd this chicken for some reason and just an absolute bull in a china shop running over and destroying shops and everything else going on. Um, and then she somehow ends up on the roof of her house. And as she starts to fall, she, like, spins 55 times, stubs a bow step into the side of a building, and, like, flips down onto the ground, and, oh, you're a, you're a bad woman, because nobody's going to want to marry you because of that. And it's it's so ham and stupid. I can't say enough bad about this movie. I I, I do not recommend it.
2: So, uh, I watched half of this movie. Uh, okay. It's not really that bad. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's not really that bad. I will say this I only watched half because I was bored out of my goddamn mind. Um, it just was not entertaining. Like, I don't think it's a good movie. I'm not quite as angry as Josh is about it, but. Please, like, we usually are. Uh, <laughs> well, Josh, I
3: mean, Josh famously loves Mulan. So, That's fair. Yeah, I have no attachment to the
2: original animated movie at all.
1: That's, I mean, uh, I, I don't, I like it on a whole lot. It is not in a top ten of Disney or anything, but the actual, the original story, in my opinion, deserved significantly better than what this movie was for me, obviously. But yeah, I just, I really clearly didn't like it. I, I wanted to so badly, and I just did not.
3: Listen, thought, regardless of how bad you guys think it is, it's not as bad as Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Get that out <laughs> of the list so right I now.
2: Make it all the way through.
0: I'm gonna watch that movie. I need to see how bad that movie is.
2: It's pretty bad. <laughs> That's terrible, bad.
0: Uh, I just need to watch movies.
2: I'm no wire foo expert by any means, but I didn't think the choreography was that bad. It was. What was the reason for it to be flying around? Like, in, I, in those I've well, never The thing. actual physical choreography, I thought, looked. I mean, it didn't look any worse than any other Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon style movie I've ever seen. Which is only, like, four, but still.
1: Like, I've never been a big fan of that stuff. Like, I like it in The Matrix because, like, plot-wise, it's fun. But, like, I've never overall just been a fan of. That particular style of choreography and this one like it just made no sense like there was no particular reason for it to have actually gone through and been that. like i think the coolest thing she does is like two different times she like spin kicks a spear or an arrow like as a weapon like nothing else like it it just didn't feel like it was all that necessary yeah, the whole Chi thing feels a little forced, for sure. And, like, yeah, if you're going to... You're going to say you're going to get rid of the like, famous side character, like the talking dragon, because you don't believe in the realism of Mulan's journey, then you're going to turn it into a movie of, literally about which who turns herself into birds, people who run on the side of the building straight forward, and, like, flying around and have this actual magical Chi thing just... Give me a better explanation as to why you're going to get rid of, like, probably the most memorable part of the original movie aside from the songs. But you also got rid of them, too. Like, I don't know. I just It felt like a movie. I like a lot of the live action Disney movies. Like, I really liked Aladdin. Um, I liked Lion King way more than most people did. This one just it, it didn't it, it. Nothing about it spoke to me. And also, stop saying out. songs. It's just one song. Uh, reflection is good. No, it's uh, not. Bring to us all, A Girl With Frighting For, those are all good songs. Yes, it is.
3: No, I'll make a not. Man. it's not. All those songs song. suck. They're super
1: canned and easily forgettable.
3: Why
2: did
1: it end up being just picture in my fucking call? Why Why did that have to happen? What happened? The way the grid view works, it actually has your picture for some reason larger than everybody yeah, else's. Nobody in like, cares. Yeah. Let's move on. God damn
0: it. <laughs> I need to hear more of Chuck, and speaking of that, we forgot something in TV. Chuck, talk to me about Altered Carbon Season (laughs) 2.
1: Why are we doing this? It is almost 2 a.m. Why are we talking about Altered Carbon?
3: Listen, this won't take long, because I have forgotten 90% of the show, because I watched it when it first came out, because Evan, you fuck, you kept telling me you were going to watch it, and you never did. You still have it, you son of a bitch.
0: You're correct. It was on my must watch before the show li- before the uh, awards list and then they cancelled the show and I was like well, I'm not gonna
3: <laughs> Oh god. What are you, fraud?
0: Um, Tell me about it. Uh,
3: let's see. It's Man. already
2: taken too long.
3: It is. <laughs> let's just say Anthony Mackie is no Joel Kinnaman. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, Poe is great, as always. Uh, I forgot what happened at the end of the show. Uh, There were space lasers. uh, And a bunch of fighting and naked people.
0: Yeah, that sounds like Altered Carbon.
3: (laughs) There were no naked sword fights, though.
0: Damn it. That doesn't sound like Altered Carbon. Uh, that went exactly how I hoped it would go. <laughs> um, back to the movies now. That was that was fun while I lasted. Um, a quick aside: uh, it's a movie on weirdly amount of Apple TV Plus representation here. Uh, there's a uh, documentary movie. I, it's not really a documentary. There's a movie that came out back on Father's Day that I watched called Dads. Um, if you're a father, you should watch it. If you just want to like be happy and like cry happy tears, because it's really cool. It's a show that Bryce Dallas Howard makes about uh, father Ron Howard, and just explores a bunch of individual stories about awesome fathers, and then has cameos from celebrity fathers. and It's really funny, and like if you have kids, it's it's a delight to watch. What's it called again? Just called dads. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's a, it's like an hour and a half, I think. I think if you are a father, you'll enjoy it. Um, on it. There you go. Uh, all right, Trey. We're gonna talk about it, and I'm sorry because I completely blanked on it. I've seen all but the last twenty minutes of Boy State.
2: <laughs> oh man, um, that's the best part.
0: <laughs> Damn
2: it. Stephen I'm okay. You can, spoil,
0: you can spoil this for me. I'm still going to watch it.
2: Uh, and I was I, I don't know exactly what happens in the last 20 minutes, but um, did you find out who won the governor's race?
0: it was Stephen, right?
2: No, he loses at the very end. That's boy. So, that's just for Steven. So, Boy State is a a documentary film about a thing that apparently has happened every year since 1935.
0: It uh, happens in state too. I was once a nominee to represent at Boy State in Tennessee actually. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You sure uh, it wasn't just Boise State?
0: Yeah, I am sure. That didn't happen my si- there's actually a girl state as well and my sister did go. Interesting.
2: I did, for whatever reason I didn't catch that it was in every state. This this particular one is in Texas. Yeah. Um and which as you can imagine means that um a lot of the folks there lean uh to the right. They're a bit conservative, some more than others. Um obviously, but Anyways, they go for this—I don't know—however long, a few weeks or whatever—and they. Um, it's almost like a summer camp, but instead you're running like a mock government. And you have the Nationalist Party and the Federalist, Federalist Party. There it is. Um, yeah. That word is hard, apparently. <laughs> uh,
0: Which are like nothing. Like they decide what their party is, so they start blank, and then they have to make like a party platform. It's so these aren't like. Democrat, one's Republican, one's Democrat, like, they decide what it is.
2: Um, so, yeah, anyways it just follows along with this. It's just, uh, very interesting to see, these are, like, all high school-age students, um, and some of them are, like, pretty solid at, <laughs> at politics. Some, to their own detriment, like, there's some people that are just like, I'll just say whatever the fuck I need to say. Whatever, I don't care if I believe it, like, it's like, oh, this is how it happens. This
0: is—it's hundred percent correct. Yeah, I'm like, those are the future politicians here.
2: Yep. They—they like, Do they
0: don't give a shit. No, like it's this weird microcosm of like this pressurized environment of a bunch of like testosterone-driven teenage boys all together thinking that they're really awesome and but they all doing like stupid stuff like at the same time like there's some that are there like real serious and then there's all the other ones like when they go to their first day in the house and they're just throwing out like random shit of like abolishing the letter w and uh like succeeding and all this other stuff um it's uh it's it's fascinating to me Jayla watched part of this with me and asked me to turn it off because she was so bored, but I really fucking enjoyed it <laughs> yeah
2: if you if you're into politics, it's definitely interesting
0: you're right though stephen man stephen was my dude he was uh he was just a good kid man,
2: yeah man he's like the perfect example of like uh, he definitely his policies were definitely a bit uh a bit liberal, but like I feel like everybody feel like they could go, like, up and talk to that dude. Like, he was respectful to everyone. Like, man, it was, like, I was really wanted Steve Carson to win the thing.
0: But that's how it happens, though, man. Like, because, like, he's the kind of person that you want to be prominent in politics, but he loses because of the people that are actually in politics. Yeah, that's fair.
2: He does, he does make it far. He's, you know, in the top two, but, um... But yeah man uh, it's, it's a sad like microcosm of what we're all experiencing right now it's unfortunate
0: right uh, I don't know yeah if politics interests you at all um, and you want to get away from the horrible news cycle of our actual politicians that are pretend, presented to us constantly uh, it's a it's a cool little watch I, I recommend it uh, also weirdly on Apple TV plus. This has been the Apple show where we talked about everything but C because I'm not – we can't talk about that until Josh watches it.
3: (laughs) So we're not going to talk about it.
0: Wait, what show? Oh, C? Yeah. yeah.
3: (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, But what we can talk about, and I think the last thing, does anyone have anything else besides what I'm going to talk about with Josh? Okay. Uh, To finish off the show, uh, another uh, streaming uh, original movie has come out. It came out on HBO Max. It is called Class Action Park. Yeah, it is. Um, You may have heard of this. It's been in the news before um johnny knoxville made like a jackass style like half real half scripted movie about it like four or five years ago we were doing the podcast when it happened i don't, what was it called i think it was just called action point
1: action point is what it was called this is action it loosely based on action park is what it, the actual show or the actual um theme park is
0: yeah so this is just a documentary of this mm-hmm. insane theme park that existed in this weird like perfect storm of the 80s early 90s um where a guy that had access to a bunch of money and little to no oversight created a theme park by just going that'd be cool and then making it and then having like young teenagers run the park and like evidently it was insanely fun because that sounds insanely fun for a teenager to go to, but also incredibly dangerous. And this is just a documentary that explores the whole process. Uh, <clears throat> Josh, you can it a little bit, and I'll just chip in.
1: Yeah, this uh, this is probably my favorite movie I've watched this year. I fucking love this movie. I stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning to watch it. I randomly couldn't sleep and said, I'll put on this for a little while at 2 a.m., and just kept... Watching. I had to take notes on my phone of the shit that I heard that I, I wanted to talk about because there's so much insanity that happened. So, hey,
3: question. Did they go into where they had that water ride where they kept throwing dummies down there and they kept getting their heads decapitated until they fixed it and then one came through okay and they're like, all right, send them down?
0: Yep. <laughs> it, it one, one dummy out, came out okay and then he started handing, uh, Like $100 bills to uh, teenage park employees to try it out.
1: Yeah, that's the cannonball loop. Uh, That is the full loop water slide that they created. It's one of the first things they cover in the park. And, yeah, so initially they just sent, like, dummies down there. And then they sent teenagers who worked in the park down there. And they were coming out bloody. So they were like, oh, we'll put padding in there. Uh, At which point some people – you had to be the perfect height – perfect weight. If you were too light, you weren't going to make it through the loop. If you were too heavy, you were going to get stuck. Um, and so many people got stuck that they had to build a hatch in the top of the loop <laughs> so that they could get people out and rescue them. And the first time they opened it, they found teeth embedded in the padding where people had smashed their faces into it as they were going through the loop. Yeah, I heard people, people were c- people- I
3: heard that people were getting like cut up and scarred on their arms and stuff because they were getting cut up by those teeth that were stuck in the padding.
0: Yeah, they had no idea why they were getting cut. They are like, it's just smooth like a ride. They're like, where are these people getting all these gashes from? And then they had to cut someone out of there that got stuck, and they pulled the board back, and it was full of teeth.
1: (laughs) So just some of the the, uh, talking points here. Uh, Early, you find out that apparently one of the investors that was going to be part of the park was one Donald Trump, but he backed out because he found the ideas too wild for him. (laughs) That's noteworthy. Good job. One of the the failed ride ideas, which, by the way, it's it's essentially the first water park specifically, but it was built on two different sides of a highway. um, And. I am surprised nobody just got launched into the highway in some fashion, but one of the failed rides was called the man in the ball in the ball. It was literally (laughs) what looked to be an ancient submarine, like a giant steel ball that they put a person in and then put it suspended in another steel ball and then created a PVC piping track to send it down a hill but they didn't realize that the PVC piping would warp in the heat so the first time they tried to do it, it just broke free and rolled down the hill. <laughs> freely?
0: It went across the interstate where a guy was involved.
1: Uh They had a slide so fast that people came up and like literally like everyone knew that you were on that ride because you spent the entire rest of the day walking funny and picking your, your bathing suit out of your ass, um, because it was so much friction that was caused. Um, they had a thing called, or something that people like coined chopped meat feet because it was all really hot black asphalt in the middle of the summer in New Jersey. And obviously you're in a water park, so you're not walking around with shoes on. So it literally just tore up people's feet and burned them. Um, they had got like the Tarzan swing which was just a swing into a pond but apparently like they didn't quite tell people that this isn't pool water you're going into it's just a reservoir lake essentially so there was like trout in there and it was like 40 degree water so like you were jumping in there and getting shocked and like almost hypothermia but my favorite part is them talking about how jersey this place was is that While you were doing this, if you came out shivering or, like, holding, like, one kid dislocated his shoulder, I think, or, like, broke a rib or something. And, of course, it's Jersey, so all that's happening is everybody in line standing to do this stupid Tarzan swing into the water was just like, Oh, you fucking pussy! Can't handle it! You piece of shit! Like, the entire time. And these high school kids in in the 1980s were doing nothing. Um, God, what? They had a... They had year-end parties from the employees that were just drug and alcohol-filled, like, teenagers who were using the money they found in, like, the bottom of the pools from their guests that they just funded a year-end blowout every single year where they just got high. They had, like, a gross watershed where employees would go and fuck in the middle of their shifts. Yep. Um, But One of my favorite stories they talked about was the Alpine Slide, which was actually a ride that killed somebody, but was, like, a super fast, like, almost like the Alpine coasters that we went in, uh, Gatlinburg, but these were, like, one of the free-roaming ones that didn't have, like, a roller coaster.
0: It's the old fiberglass style that they had on Raccoon Mountain.
1: But the problem is, is the carts had two speeds, brakes or no brakes, And it was super fast and people would get friction burns like crazy on them. And when they got those friction burns, they had to go to a shed where they had a circle drawn on the floor. And if you were able to withstand the pain of the spray they put on the burn, you got a prize. And like apparently only one person ever got a prize and they didn't know what to give him. So they just gave him an action park pen. (laughs) But like they said like a bodybuilder one time was there and like fucking ripped Jack dude and he had burns on his arms and legs and they sprayed him once and apparently it was like pure iodine mixed with like um, hydrogen peroxide or whatever. And he said he would rather get infected with the burn than go through the pain he went through on his arms with his legs. It was like there's no safety regulations. They had...
0: Like the design of the Alpine slide wasn't like done by an engineer; it was just steep, and the guy was like, make it faster. So yeah, like one kid just flew off, and they didn't remove large boulders down the side of the mountain where it happened. Some kid flew off like twenty feet off the side and just hit a rock and died. Uh, he died no,
1: on Rob's birthday.
0: Actually there was birthday. A, the the lazy river. He thought looked too lazy so he made it a raging river and it just put massive rapids for this round boat that people would like capsize and then someone fell in and they had large fans causing like the turbulence and one of them just had a loose wire and electrocuted a guy and killed him just because he fell in the water that a raft was going by um
1: four people drowned in their wave pool
0: The wave pool is, like, double the size of normal wave pools, and it's not salt water, which is normally used because it's buoyant, and it makes you kind of go up and down the waves. They use just fresh pond water and sit, like, 20-foot waves out, and have no regulations. Like, guys would wander up beside where it came out and get hit by a huge wall of water, and there was no, like, can you swim – they were like, just they were like, uh, they're like, hey, do you need to be able to swim to get in there? They're like, yeah. And they they go hop in. They're like, all right. So that was like your first day on the duty as a lifeguard. Who were not trained lifeguards? You just had to go into the waypool pool that they called the death zone and stand there and get people out repeatedly.
1: And nobody cared. My favorite quote, I think, was uh, when they were talking about the Colorado River ride, the Lazy River. Uh, first of all, shot of the year, which is just, I told Evan, it's 2020 in a nutshell is they showed one of these um, rafts going down the river, and there is just a kid who is full Superman splayed out, holding on to the back of the raft because it's going too fast for him, and he is just being dragged behind it like fucking uh, Just Married cans in the old cartoons. It's hilarious. But he didn't put lifeguards there because the real Colorado River doesn't have lifeguards and he didn't think that was realistic (laughs) he couldn't get insured when he opened this park so he created a fake insurance company based out of the Cayman Islands and insured himself and then lost that policy later on couldn't even insure himself Um, they had go-karts that had no regulators on them and topped out at about 60 miles an hour and people would break out of the park onto the highway (laughs) (laughs) they had speed boats that were just like the coolest part about it. And the reason why, yes, it would be fun is that like his idea was like the people should make their own fun in the park. Right. So it's like all person controlled. They had speed boats that also were not regulated. And apparently one of the old employees was talking about how they had a person who got like stuck up on the dock, basically toward the end of the ride. And somebody came barreling around the corner as fast as they possibly could rammed into the back of him got capsized or not capsized but stuck up on the back of his boat with the first, with the second boat and just like jumped off the dock as the propeller blade was like an inch from this kid's neck almost decapitating him and he just like hopped off and walked on to the next park and went on to the alpine slide next and the employee was like what the fuck just happened it's insane it's so insane and i love every second of it
0: High school me really wanted to, like, really wants to go back in time and go to this park. Uh Like, at high school me would have been like, this sounds fucking amazing. As an adult, I'm like, it's insane that this place existed and it's a death trap. Uh But I, I would have been all for that.
1: Because it was all built on an old ski resort. And it was, like, the during the, like, that's why it was, like, so hilly and everything. And apparently, like, you could ride the ski, the chairlifts up and people weren't, Like, they were refusing to buy the tickets to go up the ski lift. So the owner had this brilliant idea of getting a fake cattle prod and having one of his high schoolers pretend to be a patron who didn't have a ticket. And they just, in front of an entire line of people, cattle prodded him in the chest and had him pretend to die. Holy shit. (laughs) He spent... He bought the city of New, uh, the city in New Jersey extra ambulances because it was such a frequent thing when they were open for people to go to to get in ambulances and get rushed to the hospital. It's true true insanity in the best way and also in a fucking terrifying way.
0: Right, I highly recommend this. It is really interesting and fun to watch. Um, it's only like an hour and a half. It's not a long watch at all, um, but. It, it's super interesting, man. You'll just be like, "Holy shit, this place was real." Uh, there's a lot of footage there because uh, the old MTV '80s show Headbangers Ball used to show there regularly during the summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, there's so much like home footage, and like it's it's truly insane this place existed, and the fact that there was like no oversight. Uh, absolutely, everybody who has access to HBO should watch it.
0: Correct. All right. That's going to do it for us, I don't unless we have anything else. Nothing? Nope. Nothing? All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to be recording our TV awards. Make sure to stay tuned for that. But we'll be talking uh, video games here soon. Uh, we finally have next-gen news to talk about. Uh, so uh, you also have that to be looking forward and a whole lot more content. Uh, stay tuned, folks.
3: also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. What the fuck is this show?